On today's broadcast, I will be addressing what I believe to be the greatest threat to our children's future. Be sure to stay tuned. Hello, my name is Glenn Schultz, the host of Kingdom Currents. Today, I want to address what I believe is the greatest threat we are facing in our sex-crazed world. This danger is targeting our children at a very early age. And I am talking about children as young as five years old in many cases. This threat is a result of the sexual revolution that has been going on all around us for the last 50 years. This revolution has recently exploded in the past few years to where I believe we're at a tipping point. I am talking about the sexualization of our children. It is taking place in schools, the media, and even in our churches and homes. Now, it's not an easy topic to address, but we are at the point that it must be boldly confronted or civilization as we have known it will disappear completely. Unfortunately, even Christians are becoming a bigger part of the problem rather than the solution to it. Let me give you just a couple of examples. Recently, Amy Grant uh, announced that she and her husband would be hosting a same-sex wedding on on her farm. Uh, The quote-unquote marriage service is for her niece who had come out as being gay. Grant, in one interview, recalls her reaction when she learned her niece had come out. Here's what she said. What a gift to our whole family to just widen the experience of our whole family. In response to why she would host such an event, Grant said, Honestly, from a faith perspective, I do always say, Jesus, you just narrowed it down to two things. Love God and love each other. I mean, hey, that's pretty simple. See, the issue we've got to understand is artists like Grant have a huge influence on young hearts and minds who follow their music or or actors who follow them or sports figures. And, And what happens these young people begin to think, well, if Amy seems to approve of this, it must be okay. This has even become a common reality in churches. I I just got through reading where uh, a person named Reverend Bingo Allison, a non-binary, genderqueer Anglican priest in England, hopes to normalize such behavior that this person's experiencing and demonstrating among children. Now, now just the fact that the church would allow a person with this anti-biblical lifestyle to be a priest is cause for concern. But listen to what Allison said about what she or he or whatever she feels she she or he is wants to accomplish. Here's the quote. One of the biggest things is just being a visual representation in my community and going into schools, doing assemblies, and making a huge difference in normalizing it for children. When I'm wearing my collar, it lets children know that it is okay and there is a place in church and the outside world for people like me. The the Church of England has also received criticism in its past for its transgender guidance document for elementary schools. Critics claim the guidance maintains children as young as five years old should be affirmed in the opposite sex if they identify with it. Now, now I, I went and 
dug into it, and I just finished reading the Church of England's official document titled, Valuing All God's Children, Guidance for Church of England Schools on Challenging Homophobic, Biphobic, and Transphobic uh, Bullying. And what why I'm bringing this up is because this is not just over in England, it's happening over here also. And even though this document that I read was couched in terms that tries to show that it's against bullying, in the document it also affirms young students and even teachers in those schools who may be gay or trans. This is alarming to say the least. This sexualization of children is also evident when I was reading something that took place at a church called uh, All Saints with Holy Trinity Church. Again, this is in England. They had a Christmas carol sing. And and each church that came uh, would go and sing their own Christmas uh, favorite carols. So children are there. Well, this church added extra verses to God rest ye merry gentlemen. Here's what they added. God rest you also women who by men have been erased, through history ignored and scorned, defiled and displaced. And then they put in there, and God rest you queer and questioning, your anxious hearts be still. See, now when a church sings such abominations in a Christmas concert, children are the ones most influenced. And these sinful lifestyles are being presented to these young children as being absolutely normal and even quote-unquote Christian. There is no longer any doubt that the public school system here in our country is teaching children that feelings are what is important when a child is trying to wrestle with his or her sexuality. Science goes out the window, and of course as well as Christianity. But this isn't confined to public schools. It's part of the common curriculum in many private schools now. And even more disturbing, it's showing up in quote-unquote Christian schools. Now, now, let me just explain to you what one public school teacher recently posted. Listen to these words. She said, you as parents send your children to school to learn math, reading, writing, history, science from a professional. But in the same token, a lot of people who do that also think that they are experts in sexuality education because they have kids. With all due respect, Just because you have kids doesn't mean that you are a sexuality education expert. I mean, like this makes sense. I I recently read an article in the Christian Post. The title of the article was, Here are 10 Ways Child Secularization is Taking Place in America. The article began with these words, Are you ready for respectable pedophilia? It's coming unless a massive parent brigade shows up in schools and and other critical venues, churches. But first, we must face how we are all being groomed as child sexuality is being packaged and sold to America, even as the latest fashion trend by companies like Balenciaga. Then author Linda Harvey listed the following ways that this sexualization uh, of children in America is uh, being allowed to take place. 
Number one, she said, child empowerment and consent. Where, where children make their own decisions about health care, counseling, or even choice of sexual partner at a young age. Health care, quote-unquote, best practices permit children to be treated at times without parents' knowledge, and this includes abortions through Planned Parenthood. Number two, she wrote, preventing valid objections to LGBT advocacy in schools. What she pointed out was that any objections to lewd behavior or teaching that parents bring to a school is turned back on the objector as hate and bigotry. Third, she talked about obscenity disguised as quote-unquote diversity, equity, and inclusion. See, under this banner, that's what allows such books as Gender Queer, Lawn Boy, The Book is Gay being brought into school libraries. And of course, we see regular reports of drag queens performing or reading at school libraries or even quote-unquote Christian school chapels. I just watched a, a little video clip where pa uh, Bishop Patrick Wooden Sr. recently warned his church about the million-copy, newly revised book titled It's Perfectly Normal, Changing Bodies, Growing Up, Sex, Gender, and Sexual Health. He explained to the church that he couldn't even show the audience the inside pages of the book because of the sexual positions and, and pictures were so, not, not even soft porn, he called them hard porn. And the book, he read off the cover, is for age 10 and up, and I guess it must be part of the Connecticut school system. And what he said was very important. They are bent on trying to destroy innocence because once innocence is destroyed, it can never be regained. Number four in this article on how uh, children are being sexualized in America was failure to address the epidemic of youth exposed to pornography. It seems we've become silent about that, but it's happening in horrific numbers of opportunities. Number five was simply labeled cowardice. Christian parents, pastors, educators are fearful of being labeled bigots, racist, or simply unloving by the world. So therefore, we don't say anything. We allow this to happen. Number six was Christian church involvement is spotty and timid. Many pastors have not taken the time to learn the details about what children are really facing in schools. And because of that, we haven't spoken out. Number seven, innocence is racist. It's amazing. She pointed out in this article that innocence is either considered unnecessary or a remnant of what she calls white capitalist dominance and essentially, therefore, is racist. Eight. Another thing that is leading to the uh, sexualization of children, phony support groups for children that are sometimes in schools or online that can cover for predators. We've got to be aware of this. Number ten, nine, new definition of discrimination. Setting up situations to further separate children from parents through deception of gender ideology is one of the things the author points out. 
and this is defended under the assumption that some parents will actually harm their gender-confused child. And then number 10 is we're allowing minor children are given a voice that's equal to adults. What is the solution to all of this perversion? Well, first of all, Christians need to become far more discerning than they have been over the past several decades. Now, now what do I mean by this, discerning? Here is what Spurgeon said. Charles Spurgeon cautioned, Discernment is not knowing the difference between right and wrong. It's knowing the difference between right and almost right. See, that's what happens. It becomes subtle. In every lie, there's some truth, and the more truth is in a lie, the more believable it is. Second, not only do we need to become more discerning, the reason and how you do that is we must restore God's word as the foundation of all moral order and behavior. Scott Klusendorf in The Case of Life, wrote the following. If moral truths do not exist as a foundation for law, and these are biblical moral truths he's talking about, if biblical moral truths do not exist as a foundation for law, then the law itself becomes merely a system of raw political power accountable to no one. We've got to get back to the truths of God's word. And this must start in the home. Parents must instill biblical truth in their children's minds beginning at the earliest of ages. Key truths that need to be impressed on their hearts and minds regularly include such things as God exists and he's the ruler over everything that he created. Each child is created in God's image And God knit them together according to his perfect plan while he or she was still in his or her mother's womb. A a third truth that we need to impress on young children is God determined who he wanted each of you to be. Not your emotions, not your feelings, not cultural pressures. And he only created two genders, male and female. A fourth truth is that we are all sinners and are bent toward evil, and we want to go against God's design for humanity. And of course, the final truth, even though a lot of other things can be included, is the gospel. The fact that there is a plan of redemption that God provides each and every one of us who are lost in sin because of what Christ did on the cross to die for our sins and then to raise up out of the grave to defeat sin and hell. Finally, parents must give their children a biblical education, and the church must provide needed support for this to happen. Now, this also requires that Christian schools must know and embrace a biblical philosophy of education and implement this in all of its programs and activities. This almost has to be a revolution in many Christian schools. I leave you with this quote. Delano Shields, uh, who's with the Heritage Foundation, he responded to the teacher I quoted earlier, who didn't think that parents were the experts in sexuality education, but that teachers were. And Shields responded with these strong words. 
Listen to them carefully. Parents, let me tell you something. You are the people who should be talking to your children about these types of sensitive issues. Not teacher brigades who majored in gender studies from liberal arts college. So it's time for you to reassert your authority in the lives of your children as it relates to their education. If you have to pull your kids out, do that. You are not in a tropel with the state. You do not co-parent with your child's school. People who think there are an infinite number of genders and that men can get pregnant are not experts in anything other than delusion and confusion. Do not allow them to disciple your children. It is time for all Christians to arm themselves for battle. I am more determined than ever before in my ministry to do more to equip parents and pastors and Christian educators with the truths of Scripture as it relates to how we educate our children and youth. This podcast, Kingdom Currents, is just one of the ways that I try to do this. And I am so thankful for the many listeners that tune into these episodes each week. I pray that you will subscribe in order to receive all the future episodes and that you will also share Kingdom Currents with others and encourage them to subscribe. So until next time, let's not grow weary in the battle, but always remember it is the Lord God that we serve.